Ever get the sense that having a baby is like a crazy roller coaster ride where you have to brace yourself for the worst and hope for the best? Well, it doesn't have to be. Women all over the world are having great experiences in pregnancy and childbirth, and you can too. You just need to know how. Get the scoop right here on Birthing Blissfully with Ibiene Warman. Hey there. Welcome to this episode of the Birthing Blissfully podcast, the podcast that aims to help you kick the fear out of pregnancy and childbirth and set you up to have the positive birth experience that you desire. By the end of this episode, you're going to understand why taking a long-term approach to preparing for your birth experience is an absolute game changer. And trust me, it's a good one. You're going to want to listen closely to this episode. So imagine for a moment with me that you're a person who can't swim. You've never set foot in a swimming pool a day in your life. And then someone walks up to you and lets you know that in nine months, you're going to be thrown into the deep end of a swimming pool. And this is going to be very critical for you because it's going to transition you into the next phase of your life, a phase that you very much want to enter into because you expect it to bring you a lot of joy. But remember, you can't swim. You've never been in a pool in your life and you have nine months before this event is going to take place. Imagine at this point that I walk up to you having just received this information that you're going to have this event come up in nine months. Imagine I ask you, what are you going to do about this? You've heard this is coming up. What are your plans? How are you going to tackle this? What are you going to say to me in that moment? What's going to be going through your mind? Now, knowing that you have nine months to prepare yourself for this big event that's critical to this next phase of your life, are you going to just sit down and do nothing? Are you going to pray about it and cross your fingers and hope for the best? Um, or will you try to find out more information? Will you try to find out how deep the pool is um, and how not to drown when you're thrown into the deep end of a pool? Will you enroll for swimming classes, perhaps? Or will you try to find yourself a coach, someone who can teach you specifically how to get dumped into the deep end of a pool and survive. Right now, as you think about this, you're probably not imagining yourself sitting around doing nothing but hoping for the best, right? I mean, especially if you've heard stories of how other people have been tossed into the deep end of the pool just like you and they did nothing specifically or nothing particularly to prepare for it and they came out with injuries or they had some major trauma. You probably wouldn't want to be like that. You probably wouldn't want to have the same thing happen to you. And so I imagine that you would start thinking of ways you can prepare yourself, right? I mean, at least I hope you would. So the question is, why do we so often take that approach of not really doing anything to prepare for giving birth to a baby? I'll tell you some of the reasons I think why. One of the reasons I think why people unwittingly don't do much to prepare with a long-term view for giving birth is they don't know what to do or that there are even things that they can do in the long term to prepare themselves. And if you don't know, you don't know, right? Like if you don't know that there are things that you can eat or specific things you can do to strengthen yourself physically for childbirth, then you don't know. 
If you don't know that there are books that you can read or courses you can take to educate yourself and equip yourself, prepare yourself for childbirth and even to have a smoother pregnancy, then you simply don't know. I, for one, had no clue that there were full-blown birthing courses outside of the antenatal classes offered by hospitals that pregnant women could take. I only found out about those because I have an amazing sister-in-law who did one and she recommended the one that she did to me when she found out that I was pregnant. Now, even though I didn't do the one that she did, the fact that she told me about the one she did opened me up to the realization that there were courses that I could look into and there were courses that I could take to help me prepare for childbirth. Because when you think about it, as a first-time mom, what do you really know about pregnancy? What do you really know about childbirth? You've never been through it before. And the interesting thing is, even as a mom who's been through childbirth before, if you didn't really do anything specifically to prepare um, and you went into the experience, you probably still don't really know much. You just know that you had a baby, you came out of it, and whatever happened to you happened to you. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are already moms. And I remember when I was getting ready for my pregnancy journey, my birth experience, and I found out about the course I was doing and I was taking that course, I would mention it to them and they were surprised that there was such a thing that could be done. They were also very surprised at the sort of information I was finding out because a lot of them had been through certain things during their childbirth experiences that they knew they went through, but they really don't even know, even now, having had two or three kids, how they could have handled those situations better. And so, yeah, it was shocking to me to realize how little or how unaware people are of things that they can do to help themselves prepare for childbirth. And so I think that's one of the reasons why people don't really do anything to prepare long term. They simply don't know that they can. Another reason why I believe that people don't really take a long-term approach to preparing for giving birth is because giving birth being such a natural and frequent occurrence, a lot of women feel like they're going to automatically know what to do when the time comes, especially when you factor in midwives and doctors and other knowledgeable people who are expected to be with them when they're going through the process. It sort of takes the responsibility off of the mom somewhat. It can make a woman feel like, yes, I'm going to have help. Um, there are going to be people coaching me through. And besides, giving birth is a natural thing. People give birth all the time. I'm going to come out on the other end with my baby, just like all the other women have done. Or just like I've done in the past, if, you know, assuming I'm a mom who's had a child before. But the thing is, if an athlete, like an Olympic athlete, decided to go for a competition and they were hoping to get coached, start getting trained and coached on the day of the competition, they're not going to fare very well, are they? It's, it's, it's a similar thing with giving birth because, I mean, you can receive your coaching on the day of. You can listen to the midwives. You can listen to what everyone is saying at that point. But if you haven't prepared your mind, you haven't trained your mind, you haven't trained your body, and you're not aware of what you're supposed to be doing, getting your coaching on the day of isn't going to help you fare very well. You can do that, but perhaps it's not the best approach to getting the really good results that you want or to getting a really good um, birth experience that you desire. But I think that's one reason why people don't really prepare because it comes naturally um, and there's help that's expected to be there. 
Another reason why I believe that people don't necessarily prepare long-term for giving birth is because they resign themselves to a what will be will be mantra. And I think spiritual people are often very guilty of this. I mean, we, we cloak it under the phrase, I'm praying about it. Does that sound familiar to you? I'm praying about it. So it's, 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 it's a manner of leaving things to the creator to handle or sort out for us with no real input on our end. And when we do that, we forget that a lot of what the creator does for us, he often does in partnership with us. You know how um, the phrase goes, faith without works is dead. You've heard that before, right? Faith without works is dead. So we don't just pray. We're not just expected to pray. We're expected to pray and also take action. But oftentimes um, we don't do that. And the thing is taking action, taking the relevant actions is often proof that we believe God's word and God's promises over our lives. But so many people are used to resigning themselves to the what will be will be mantra. And I think that's another reason why people don't really prepare themselves long term for giving birth. Those are just, I think, three reasons that I've given. I'm sure there are many others. Our generation is often spoken of as the microwave generation, the generation who just want to have things happen overnight. We like quick fixes and instant results, and I'm probably just as guilty of this as the next person. But there are some things that take time to get the best results. And I believe that being intentional about your birth experience, preparing for your birth, and wanting to birth blissfully, by which I mean to thrive throughout your pregnancy and childbirth journey, and have your labor or your childbirth experience be one of utter joy and contentment for you. I believe that's one of those things. Now, as, as we're well aware, people are very different, and our desires for ourselves are very different. But whatever your own definition is of a blissful birth, I think it's worth giving yourself time to prepare for it. I was talking to a friend of mine recently, and she mentioned that she had recommended me to another friend of hers who's about to give birth. I really appreciate it when people refer others to me. And in fact, right now, as I speak, please think of one person you can tell about this series and pause for a moment and send them a message or something about this series and say to them, hey, I think you can benefit from this. You know, any newlyweds that come to mind, anyone you wish well in childbearing, any sisters, any friends, any colleagues, anyone that comes to mind that you think this could help, please pause now and let them know about it. And thank you as you do that. So, so yeah, I was saying this friend mentioned to me that she told a friend who was due to give birth soon about me and asked her to connect with me. And as much as I was flattered that she did that, I had to admit to her that I might not be the best person for her friend to connect with if she's about to give birth. Why? Because a lot of the things I speak about or recommend for improving your chances of having a good birth experience take time especially if you're coming from a place of being fearful about childbirth. The things that I recommend are not just snap-of-the-finger type things. They don't just happen overnight. For example, let's talk about preparing your body for giving birth. It's the cumulative effect of good food eaten over several weeks that you enjoy when you go into labour, not just what you ate the day before you went into labour. If you're banking on what you ate the day before to get you through labor, it's already too late. I remember mentioning to a friend of mine who was pregnant when I was pregnant, but was due about a month or so before me. 
I mentioned to her about the benefits of vitamin C on the uterus and how it helped to make contractions more effective, more efficient. She was almost due when we had this conversation. And I remember that her response was something like, oh, I think we have a bottle of vitamin C tablet somewhere around the house. I better quickly go and take some. And I had to stop her because I was like, no, please. I'm not talking about a quick fix. I'm talking about the cumulative effect from several weeks of good nutrition and getting the vitamin C from natural food sources. So please don't go and pump your body with anything and say you're doing it because EBNA told you it was good for you. It's the cumulative effect of the proteins and the other nutrients that your body really needs during pregnancy taken over several weeks that you enjoy when you go into labor, not short-term fixes. In fact, come to think of it, the recommendation is that we start to prepare our bodies even before we get pregnant for the journey of pregnancy. So you have recommendations about things like topping up on your folic acid even before you get pregnant. Now this one, I didn't even know about, I have to confess. I was totally clueless before I started my pregnancy journey. And I chuckle whenever I remember the day my husband marched into the house holding a jar of folic acid supplements and thrust them into my hands saying, you know, you have to start taking these. He had found out somewhere about how critical it was to have folic acid. And I didn't even know. It was hilarious the way he did it. And till this day makes me laugh when I think about it because I was clueless, like, you know, clueless me and my cluelessness. But the point is the preparation of the body for the journey of pregnancy and childbirth is really a long-term one. I mean, when you think about even physically strengthening your body, that is never an overnight job. Building your stamina in the right muscles and even building your stamina overall so that you don't run out of steam during labor and before your baby surfaces is not an overnight job. Anyone who works out will tell you that it takes time to get the body used to being in certain positions. It takes time to build stamina. It takes time to build anything up that requires physical strength. Now let's talk about changing wrong beliefs. It takes time to replace wrong or fearful beliefs with empowering and faith-filled ones. Even this doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you can fix your thoughts with positive affirmations and meditation on the right things, but even that is a process. You need to give yourself time to hear the right things over and over again and to mutter the right things over and over again until they become a part of your psyche and your default way of thinking. In the midst of so much negative news that's readily available on this subject of pregnancy and childbirth, getting your mind to focus on the right things, that takes time. You need to give yourself time to become convinced about positive truths and to fill your mind with positive outcomes and testimonies of positive birth experiences that can drive home the fact to you that if this has happened for others, it can also happen for you. Now let's talk about investing in yourself by taking a course or buying books and so on to help you prepare so that your childbirth can be as seamless as possible. You need time to not just be exposed to the material in the course of the book, but to also digest the material and go over it again to get the best out of it when it's time to apply what you've learned. So for example, I did a course that spanned several weeks. And even after I finished the course, I needed several weeks to go over the material because I took this course in the midst of life still happening. I was still busy with the usual day-to-day living and finding the time to digest the material as I was learning it wasn't proving to be very realistic for me. 
even if you're picking up research or you're reading books or you're doing a course, allow yourself enough time to finish the book or finish the course and have time to digest the material before you ever go into your childbirth experience. You also need to give yourself time to do that research so that it's not done in panic mode. You want to be able to compare things and check things out and be comfortable with what you're taking on board so that you're not worried or second guessing yourself when you're applying the things that you believe that you, you know, you found out in your research. You also need to pace yourself with getting your spouse or any other person who's supposed to be your birth partner on board. You need them to understand what it is that you need from them during labor. And you need to give yourself and them time to come to terms of what those things might be. Because I, in my experience, I found that many husbands actually want to be of help when their wives go into labor. And even during pregnancy, to be honest. But they don't even know what to do. It's like they also get thrown in at the deep end because no one told them what to do. But somehow they expect us to know what to say and they expect us to know what to do when their wife goes into labor or when they're you know, in that position or in that situation with her as well. So in preparing yourself and giving yourself time to get ready, you also prepare your spouse and give them time to get ready to start to understand some of the things you might need from them or some of the things you might need them to say to you or remind you about or just kind of help you get through your your entire experience more seamlessly. It all takes time. So I hope you get the point I'm trying to make with all of this. All I'm trying to put across to you is that this thing is more of a marathon than it is a sprint. Honestly, I think we get nine months of pregnancy for a reason. I feel like even the creator seems to take a long-term view to preparing for giving birth. Unfortunately, in many instances, especially with first-time moms, the long-term view that's taken is limited to preparing for the arrival of the baby. You know, things like shopping for the baby, baby clothes, baby essentials, preparing the baby's room, moving to a bigger house perhaps, and things like that, which they're all important. But honestly, one of the best gifts that you as a mother can give your newborn child is the gift of a healthy, balanced, happy, and strong mother, not one who is depressed and frazzled from her experience of giving birth. Because no matter how smoothly labor goes, it tends to take a toll on the body, and the body requires time to recover. So taking the necessary steps to prepare yourself and do all that's within your power to ensure that you have the best experience possible is not just good for the baby, but it's actually one of the best gifts that you as a new mom can give yourself. And if unforeseen circumstances occur and things play out differently from how you hoped, as they sometimes will, knowing that you did your absolute best is the next best gift you can give yourself. And now that you know better, I truly hope that you'll do better. So let's go back to our little exercise that we did at the beginning. Let's go back to that picture in your mind. Imagine for a moment with me that you can't swim and you've never set foot in a swimming pool in your life. And someone comes to you and tells you that in nine months, you're going to be thrown into the deep end of a pool. And this is going to be very critical to transitioning into the next phase of your life, a phase that you very much want to enter into because you expect it to bring you a lot of joy. Imagine that you prepare yourself. You take the necessary swimming classes or you get yourself a coach. You prepare yourself all around. You step up to the challenge. You take that challenge by the horns. You dot all the I's. You cross all the T's. And imagine that that day comes and you get thrown into the deep end of the pool. 
See yourself now, not flapping about frantically, not sinking, but see yourself instead gliding through the water, not out of breath, not frazzled or disorientated, but happy, content, like you were built for this. And imagine yourself just like that transitioning to that next phase of your life and that transition having been a smooth one. Now imagine if that could be your experience in giving birth. It can be, you know. I mean, I used to be absolutely scared of going through labor and giving birth, but long-term preparation had me gliding when the day came for me to be thrown into the deep end. And I really want you to know that you can glide too with the right preparation and access to all the help you could ever need from the Creator. Obviously, I'll talk more about this as we continue on in this series, but I wanted to let you know that I'll also be sending out emails and putting out information on other platforms as I go along. So do connect with me at ebnawoman.com. And do me a favor, please, will you? Tell at least one other person about this series today. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. To find out more and get access to other quality content, get connected at www.ebnawarman.com. That's www.ibienewarman.com.